Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of Star Wars Rank. Mina Gast ranking things in Star Wars. And if you've been listening along here for, well, a few weeks now, Star Wars Ranked has been all about our favorite lines from the Star Wars movies. And today, well, we're uh, we're at a movie that has sparked a lot of interest and opinions over the years. And we're happy to discuss it. And with me to dive into The Last Jedi is Joseph Scrimshaw. Oh, I'm very happy to dive into this one. This is a movie that has actual diving in it, falling into water. So it seems appropriate to fall into the deep waters of Last Jedi and pull out some of these amazing lines. Yeah, and and 
this uh, series, as I said, kind of started uh, just kind of we wanted to feel it out. And then we kind of kept going. And through a clerical error, we're going in release order. So we're up to 2017. And this is a movie we here on Force Center have discussed a lot. And guess what? We'll continue <laughs> to discuss a lot. We've uh, broken down a lot of the scenes the, in our Force, Force Center scene by scene series. We've uh, dealt with dealt with some of the big questions and controversies and uh, explain why we love things. Even recently talked about our relationship with the death of Luke Skywalker and how we processed it. But Joseph, what I love about what we've just kind of been doing here with these dialogue uh, episodes is really kind of going back to when I saw the movie, uh, comparing that to, to now, seeing what affected me then, seeing what stayed with me and seeing what I see in a new light now and, and just seeing it in terms of lines, not scenes, not moments, not the lightsabers, not the pew pew, but the actual... <laughs> dialogue and i found that it's confirmed some things and also even changed some of the way i uh, take in these lines you know yeah you've been challenged by some uh, interpretations in the past or just uh, what, what are you getting out of focusing only on the lines i i think when you when, when i find that i'm high i'm just highlighting the dialogue almost if i'm reading a script uh i can pull um, you know, in this movie, there's a lot of philosophy in this movie or, or a lot of just life advice is in this movie. So I can take it out of a scene and focus on just what that line means to me as well as the Star Wars story. And therefore, it hits a little different than me going, oh, one of my favorite moments in The Last Jedi is this. And so now it's more about literally what they're saying and how I'm taking, uh, taking it in, how I'm reacting to it. And, and again, also the story, the characters. Uh, and some of my choices, I don't know if I would have included on a moments list or even <laughs> back in 2017 said, uh, oh, yeah, that's a great line. But, uh, you know, I, I like other things, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's what's really fun for me. Um, sometimes I can be overly dialogue focused uh, because I'm a writer and particularly having started my writing career writing for the stage where like, hey, yeah. you can move your body around, but especially sketch comedy like. But writing is words yeah. <laughs> for actors to say. Uh, so I can always be a little dialogue focused. But Star Wars is so visual that it's sometimes funny when I sit down to make these lists. I feel like I'm forgetting these essential moments that I love. And I'll, I'll have this like, there's, there's something in the back of my mind that I feel like I feel horrible. I'm leaving this out. And then I remember like, that is a total visual nonverbal moment. That's why you are <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> not, you're not leaving anything out from your list of lines. Uh, so that's been a really interesting experience. Yeah. And I think for me, this, this whole process and last Jedi in particular is such a fun experiment in, uh, in figuring out what different kinds of lines mean from the, that is just holding a great amount of meaning or a great amount of depth, or that's a little bit of an under-examined line that I think is important to the big picture of Star Wars or mm. the individual trilogy, um, to the just the, I, I've always liked that line, it's really fun to, it stands alone to, that is an unimportant line, but it's just delivered well and weird <laughs> yeah. and fun and just all the different ways that you can enjoy lines, and I and it's been fun to see the different movies, right? And I think yeah. one of the key things for me for The Last Jedi is it has a bunch of lines that are not new ideas to Star Wars, but codify a big idea and take an ideology or a philosophy or perspective and just literally give you a handhold on it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so if you're talking about that idea, here's the line that encapsulates it. Yeah, and, and yeah, one of my favorite things about Last Jedi uh, that... that um 
you had brought up in a discussion. I almost want, I'm almost like pitching you to kind of repackage uh, it and sell it to the masses here is, <laughs> is what I, I, uh, I really now connect with more than even I did in 2017, this idea of, of last Jedi deconstructing some of the big ideas that we grew up with in star Wars. And like you just kind of said, just kind of saying, yeah, let's confirm this is, what this is all good george is right star wars was right uh i'm, I'm clumsily uh, stumbling through it but speak on that a little bit before we dive into this because i think a lot of that's in these lines yeah um it, it is to me this idea of if you look at a standard story uh it challenges the character right you learn who the character is who they want to be and then they go through a bunch of challenges to prove that they can be the best version of themselves right that's a very standard story and i think last jedi is just doing that with the ideas of star wars it is presenting them and saying this is what we claim to be and then questioning them having actual characters question them and then by the end by the third act validating them one after another right Mm -hmm. of it it is it is good to be brave there is a difference between the good side and the bad side it's it's not just the both sides are exactly the same Uh, the jedi are needed it is important to be a legend people do need a legend to look up to but you also have to take personal culpability like all of these big ideas of star wars um are challenged and a lot of times i think just because of the way the film was um was advertised with the famous luke trailer moment of this is not going to go the way you think or kill the past that a lot of viewings of last jedi focus on the fact that it challenges the ideas and doesn't focus on the third act where it validates the ideas, <laughs> yep. you know? And I feel like it's this interesting thing because the perspective often comes from people who really, really dislike the, the last Jedi. I mm-hmm. feel like it's just subverting star Wars to subvert star Wars. And then sometimes that perspective comes from people who really love the last Jedi and think it's one of the best or, or one of the only good star Wars movies because it, it challenges star Wars. Yeah. And I feel like both of those perspectives often don't wrestle with what's actually in the third act where all of the ideas are validated. See, if we were at a bar, I'd be pointing at you going, get this man a drink because <laughs> that's beautiful. And, and and I think that's, to me, the lasting legacy of The Last Jedi, of all the big things and all the controversies and all the things. That's why I think I come to this movie a lot. I, I think... Force Awakens is an inspirational movie that moves me forward to action, right? Moves me forward to adventure. Uh, uh, Last Jedi is a, a deep thinking philosophical movie. And then I take all of that into Rise of Skywalker. And I've, I've always described it as this spiritual um, spiritual uh, movie. This is kind of almost a spiritual awakening at the, at the end of the journey where you can kind of can process all the things you've learned along the way for me. And that, that's why I really come back to this movie uh, for the little stuff you're talking about there. It's like, yeah, I grew up with this. And guess what? It's good. <laughs> right? Yeah, there's just so many, the word validation comes to me again and again. And, you know, it, it is, uh, it's there in, in many ways, but it is so literal with Luke, you know, go into an island. And really, you know, I think of the, the, the pop culture phrase, check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so much what, like, uh, what Last Jedi is doing about the, the key ideas of Star Wars. That's what Yoda's lines actually were. Now, a lot of people know that. Uh, and it, it, even I, the third act thing, it's a valuable part of the conversation because I'll even sometimes, I'm grumpy Luke on an island. And that even means for me, I'm ignoring that he uh, kind of spiritually leaves the island because we all kind of need to do that or maybe should do that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I uh, even love though, the idea that Yoda would actually have a line. That's my favorite line. Last Jedi wreck yourself. You will if you <laughs> check yourself first. 
Love it. Uh, yeah, and even right now, my beard is growing out a little bit for the holidays because I'm just too lazy to go. And I really, I really have a Luke on October beard right now, so it's all connecting. Anyways, uh, uh, thank you, Joseph, again for resetting that. I, I really just felt that was some um, valuable insight to share before we dive into this here. So let's do this. We're going to look at our favorite lines of dialogue in Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. 2017. Oh, what a time it was. We're going to work our way five to one, beginning with Joseph's number five. Well, my number five is one of uh, my absolute favorite lines in Star Wars. It is one that uh, gave me uh, chills in the theater. It continues to give me chills pretty much every time I uh, watch it or think about it or read it. Um, and it does tie in to uh, everything that we were just talking about, about the the validation. Um, here is the line. It is from Luke Skywalker. It is amazing. Every word of what you just said was wrong. The rebellion is reborn today. The war is just beginning, and I will not be the last Jedi. This is just like, uh, I'm not a big tattoo person, but I consider a large tattoo on my back <laughs> of this line of dialogue. I think for me, this is the, the validation that we've been talking about comes in many different ways, but this is that validation from the mouth of you know, our childhood hero, <laughs> no matter how old you are, Luke Skywalker, uh, your childhood hero, um, the person who is having the biggest moments of doubt, you know, and I think I, I think you can stop on the surface of, of grumpy Luke being very grumpy and he is grumpy for a long time. But that grumpiness is coming from just this absolute well of compassion and care and he feels so awful that he failed Ben, that he made this one moment of of a mistake, truly, that pushed Ben over the edge uh, with looking inside him and, and seeing the potential for darkness and having that Jedi instinct of like, but I'm a Jedi. And I when I see that darkness coming for the galaxy, my role is to to hold up my saber like a shield and stand between the darkness and the galaxy. And he has that instinct for a second and then realizes, but it hasn't happened yet. So yeah. I'm giving into fear. I'm giving into the fear of what could come, what might even likely come. But I know this isn't the way. And I only thought that for a second. Mm. But just that second was enough to cause so much pain and for me to fail Ben. It's like uh, all that grumpiness coming from such pain, you know, being yeah. such an understandable journey for this character to go through who, who so wanted to do well, so wanted to not have uh, the challenges of the past uh, rear their ugly head. And he goes through this whole journey. And by the time he has wrestled with so many things that we're going to talk about with, uh, you know, accepting failure, accepting that he needs to uh, be a, uh, a symbol for the galaxy, but he also needs to kind of practically show Ray that she is right, that you, you need to take action. It's just that you need to find, the correct action he finds his correct action of like here's how i can save everybody while still being true to myself i don't want to lift a blade anymore i so certainly don't want to lift it to my nephew but i can take this action mm -hmm. so by the time he is he's done all these things he is uh, symbolically holding up the saber that ray offered to him twice and he said mm -hmm. no to right. um the fact that he is so clear in his conviction of i can't save kylo I'm here to apologize, but I'm not here to change your mind. <laughs> I'm just here to stall you. But then in all of that, right, Luke is talking about his path, that I can't raise a blade, particularly to my nephew. 
But look at what he's saying in this line. Every word of what you just said was wrong. The rebellion is reborn today, right? And we get the flash of Poe. The war is just beginning. We get the flash of Finn. And I will not be the last Jedi. Luke is saying every word of what you just said was wrong to Kylo. But he's also saying all of the uh, things that I said (laughs) in the first two thirds of this film were only half correct. Like, yes, doubt. Yes, acknowledge your failure. Yes, the Jedi can go wrong. Yes, violence is not, you know, the first best answer. But within that, action is needed. People need to stand up against uh, the darkness that is represented by the dark side, by uh, the First Order, by the Sith, by the Empire. It is right and good that you stand up against darkness and inspire others to do so. You know, that is what he is saying, basically, of like, uh, it is right that Poe has learned his lesson and become a leader. It is right that Finn has learned his lesson that there is a difference. It's not just two sides fighting. One ideology is different and it makes a difference. And absolutely, the Jedi should continue because their power is needed, because their myth is needed. And I, Luke Skywalker, (laughs) you know, the hero of this saga from a point of view, absolutely validate all those things and it's why you and the dark side are going to fail kylo yeah yeah it's everything isn't it it's everything i mean this could be this could be the entire show uh to me and 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 uh, i love that you're, you're you're starting it out here and, and it only makes your your list that much more intriguing i know this is a line that's been big to you and yeah and i watched this uh this movie last night and and this particular line uh, i found uh, to be very moving uh I, I don't have any more insights to add into it uh, it's other than it's it's I think part of the movie that can be forgotten in the discussions and and I'm not saying that to, to finger wag I, I'm just saying this is this is what's there that's what's at the end and it's also about that generational change right literally the picture it's it, the, the pictures on the screen are showing you as he's talking and um yeah I just love it too I just love it it's so yeah. Luke. it's so Luke it's so Luke too yeah he he still is a little grumpy you know but he is yeah. but he's <laughs> determined and it's and it's positive and it's validating and I think There are a lot of moments in this film that I think without being too heavy handed do feel like they're talking to the audience about the journey we've gone on with Star Mm -hmm. Wars. Right. Um, We talked about that in Force Awakens with uh, with Han almost looking at the camera and saying it's true. All of it. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. This one has a little bit of that feeling, too, of like, hey, if you were a little kid and you were kind of inspired by the original trilogy or even the prequel trilogy of like oh it's sad that obi-wan kenobi has to fight anakin but he's he has to right you know Um, and if you ever got to be an adult and you got a little snarky and like but you know isn't isn't it just a violent fantasy or you know the jedi are pretty much wrong all the time right like (laughs) i feel like this is kind of turning to the audience and saying look we torture tested these ideas right (laughs) yeah and we said look the story of star wars is a dark malignant selfish evil forces rising of course people should band together and push back on that uh as individuals as an organization and that's what the jedi are for so if you are playing jedi or you know rebellion troopers on the playground yeah uh you were right kid like i feel like luke skywalker is saying that to the audience yeah yeah, absolutely. Choosing a side, getting involved, uh, uh, defense. Uh, yeah, it's all there. It's all it's it's very core Star Wars stuff. 
Well, thanks for letting me go on a bit on that particular line. I'll try to edit myself a little bit on some of the other lines. I wanted to start with that one because it's, I just love it from so many levels, from uh, what it means to this movie, what it means to the overall saga, just the power that Luke Skywalker is saying it, that Luke Skywalker said, I stumbled, I had some doubts, but not only am I picking myself up, but I am saying, uh, I, I validate the idea that, you know, you need to be fought, the dark side needs to be fought, and the Jedi absolutely should continue. It, I love it in a kind of adult analysis, intellectual ways, but also just like the little kid inside me just wants to go, yeah. <laughs> let, let me, let me kick this uh, question back to here um, about the line itself. And, and, and uh, th- then, you know, you, you can go on for as long as you want. No, don't ever edit <laughs> yourself around Luke in the last Jedi. I'd love, I love, I don't want this, this line's not awkward, but there's just something so direct about it that it stands out, which is that every word of what you just said is wrong. And he kind of says something like that to Ray earlier in the film that, that I know, but I, I, I've always been drawn to that where it's pretty bold. It stands out as it's almost Yoda speak to me in a weird way. And that makes me love the line even more. Yeah, I think I think the the whole vibe of Luke in the scene with Kylo, including you know, I almost included uh, no, but it's just his delivery when he goes like, "Have you come here to save my soul?" And yeah. Luke's like, "No." Uh, all of it is just like, "I'm not here to debate you. I'm not here to put up with any of your BS. I'm not going to play any whataboutism games with you or your weird justifications for murdering people, Ben." Yeah. <laughs> You're wrong. Your philosophy is wrong. Your assumption about what's going to happen next is wrong. You're wrong. Period. (laughs) You know? Yeah. (laughs) Love it. I love it. Um, Hey, what a way. We'll see you next time, kids. That's the show. (laughs) No, I love it. Uh, Thank you very much for starting the show off with that one. Absolutely love it. Great. uh, Number five. It only gets bigger. Better from here. Uh, We are going to go to my number five. And it is uh, it's on the other side of that battle. Uh, a little bit uh, earlier in the film, actually around uh, the beginning of the film. And this is one of those lines that I would have said, yeah, 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 I, I get it um, years ago or even a year ago. Even I, for some reason, just you and I have had a lot of discussions around the four center parts these uh, last few months about uh, dark side, what it tries to do, how it manifests itself in a lot of different ways, how the light side is there to meet it. Um, and it's not always about laser swords and how it's fear fear of change, fear of loss, all those kind of things that um, the dark side uh, gets its winds off of. And this line with Kylo Ren, from Kylo Ren to Snoke, when he's getting chastised uh, early in the picture, (laughs) gets gets called to the principal's office and uh, it's not going well. Um, (laughs) And Snoke, and this is our first real time, you know, seeing the gold robe and all those things of Snoke's. And so for years, maybe I was focused on the circus of it all. and, And Andy is so great in this scene. I love the line where Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren says, I've given everything I have to you, to the dark side. And it is not said with a lot of, I, I don't take a ton of anger in it. I don't, I, 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 it's a broken sadness to me that has uh, become very apparent in, in, in uh, the Kylo's journey, right? This, this, yeah. what I've been drawn to and what I love about uh, Adam Driver's performance and continue to go back to is just it's a it is a different kind of villain to me where Vader's got his own wars going on inside him and this this we know um, and often you know if you're gonna write a villain he's got to be the hero of his own story and I just don't think Kylo's ever convinced that he is the hero of his own story which makes him so intriguing and I just love there's there's something even pitiful to this line it's really yes. tragic I've given you everything I have and the dark side's like not 
enough. And then later in the movie, when Ray shows up and, and Snoke's uh, about to torture her for information, what does he say? Give me everything. And that that is this manifestation of the dark side and what it wants and how George will tell you it's greed, it's power, and it's never enough. Not inside you and not for the dark side. And that just really stood out about a lot of things what this movie's about as well. And and why the dark side isn't just uh, eh, they sell X-Wings, they sell TIE Fighters. It's more about this. And it just stood out to me and I just love this moment for um, you know the sadness of it all and the tragedy of uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that clear Star Wars idea that you think that anger is a path to this thing you want. You give into the dark side a little bit, and then you get that thing you want. And that's not the way the dark side works. It always wants more. Uh, But yeah, I love you highlighting this line because it is this difference between Vader's path to the dark side and Ben Solo's. Right? That uh, that Anakin's been wrestling with his anger his entire life, and you can almost feel like, obviously, in Revenge of the Sith, he he has tears in his eyes. He regrets it. yeah. He's hurt by it, but also it feels like, ah, uh, finally I've unshackled myself. Yeah. And you can see where he has that illusion for a minute that like, oh, I feel this power just flowing through me. Now everything, now I can make everything okay. I can make everything the way I want it to be, right? Yeah. And Ben's journey almost seems more like I'm hurt. I'm in pain. I'm confused. I feel unloved and betrayed and feared by the people who should be there for me the most. And I've been twisted and manipulated by these voices in my head that that keep saying, you know, if you just try the dark side, you'll see that's who you're always meant to be. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't ever feel to me like he has that moment of like, ah, I'm enjoying this dark side. He's just always grabbing, you know, Mm -hmm. and he's always saying like, you know, he's fighting within in the Force Awakens, right? If I feel the pull the dark side and it's like, hey, if you accomplish something that, you know, most people can't do challenge even you, the master of the Knights of Ren to, you know, totally reject and kill your father. And then this line so feels like I did the thing that was supposed to finally immerse me in the dark side so much that I would be free of this pain. And I'm not. It just added more pain. What can you what what more can I possibly give you like that pain of, you know, I, I don't know. This is a weird analogy, but it's like, you know if you keep being asked to work, you know, nights and weekends, and then you will get to some promised land yeah. <laughs> and you're just ragged and defeated. And like, what do you want? Big box store. I've been in, I've worked every weekend. I've given everything I have to you, big box store. And I, this magic, <laughs> this magic time where my life is now perfect. Cause I've got a lot of overtime, you know, it's, where is it? Where, where is this thing I'm supposed to get when I give everything? Well, you are you are not. It's not. That's not obtuse and awkward and weird. That is that's perfect. And we are recording this around uh, the Thanksgiving holiday, which of course means the Black Friday holiday, which is, seems like it's more of a popular holiday. Uh, is going around it, and a lot of people know my old job, my old struggles. And my final day, uh, my final Black Friday as a public safety director, I, I did work thirty-one straight hours. And in the thirtieth hour, my vice president showed up and uh, yelled at me. In your 30th hour is like, that was your reward. Yeah. And said, uh, the, 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 the mall looks really dirty. How come your employees aren't paying attention to this? should be helping this. It's just, it's just a mess. And, uh, did you go home or like even said, it's like, I bet you're not even here. He was on the phone. I was like, no, I'm, I'm here. I'm in my 30th hour. Um, and I remember driving home in tears going, what was it all worth it? I gave it everything. I gave it everything. I've given everything I have to Northfield Mall. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that makes perfect sense. And, and, and the, the, the Kylo stuff, I mean, uh, you know, this this moment comes after Snoke's like, you know, 
you know, Ky- Kylo, excuse me, says, you know, I, I killed Han Solo. And, and Stokes like, yeah, what good that did. It broke you in two. And a girl beat you. Da-da-da-da. Just this a-hole jerk villain stuff. And and and, and Kylo has that the, the refrain from from all three uh, sequel trilogy movies of, of uh, I know what I have to do, right? He says that a lot. I know mm-hmm. what I have to do. But we know every time he's saying I know what I have to do, he's denying what he really has to do and feels is right. He fights against that. And therefore, there's the break. There's the fracture. And how he goes from this, I've given everything I have. And I, I flashing ahead to the throne room scene, I've, I've always said it's, 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 it's really intriguing to me because it's Kylo becomes Kylo. He becomes the supreme leader. And to me, that's like, I've given this everything. So now I'm going to take everything. And everything is still not enough from that perspective. It's not. Yeah, it, it's never yeah. enough. In this version of everything is nothing. Right. I mean, it's great. You have power and yeah, yeah, but power to do what with who to, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I know what I have to do is go home to your mom (laughs) (laughs) and apologize kid. Uh, Yeah. It it tracks so well through, through the trilogy, I think with that firm revelation on screen of like, I, I, I've gone down this path because I feared I could never go home to my mom. Yeah. Go home, kid. Go home, kid. <laughs> hey, and it's even tracks with Maz telling Han, go home. Go home. Exactly. Uh, so that, hey, that is my number five. We are just starting here looking at our favorite lines from Last Jedi. Uh, Joseph, what is your number four? Uh, my number four is one that is just like a fun and, and, and flair. Uh, it's got, it definitely has some meaning, uh, but it was one that just had to be on my list because it's one I've loved since the first viewing of this film. It is the wise words of Finn when he says, oh, they hate that ship. (laughs) (laughs) The Kylo line is just as good when he wants the Falcon blasted out of the sky and sends all the TIE fighters. Huck says it, all fighters. Uh, It's such a great triumphant moment when, you know, the ski speeders are just being blown away, just decimated. And the Falcon shows up and Ray makes that great three in one shot uh, with Mm -hmm. the fighters and, and Triumphant, yay, uh, roaring chewy, roaring porgs, all sorts of great stuff. Uh, but, you know, Finn is in this interesting place where he has kind of made this transition where he is all in on the resistance and realizes this isn't just about Ray. It isn't just about running away from the First Order. It's about that the, the First Order is cruel and vicious uh, and stepping on the necks of everyone in the galaxy and it is right to push back, but he's so aggressively pushing back, right? And yeah. we're going to get his journey there with Rose on that. Uh, but it is, you know, it's a, a great Finn moment because he has that kind of enthusiasm, uh, you know, that he has early on with Poe. Like, hey, you know, we're going to escape. Hey, I'm I'm enjoying this. Hey, I'm, you know, uh, it has that woohoo, let's go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so it's a really good Finn line. It feels like his character to me. I love uh, John Boyega's uh, delivery. But this is also one of those moments that just feels like validation. There's so mm-hmm. much in The Last Jedi. You could pick apart a a, a ranked top five lines of uh, villains just being fearful. Like, yeah. this whole thing, like, you could just be going around conquering the galaxy and everything is about fear. Like, we can't let one Resistance member survive. We can't. Mm-hmm. Let Luke Skywalker survive. We can't have that ship flying around and giving people hope. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it is about that. Like the Falcon as this sort of symbol, if you've been a Star Wars fan uh, for a while, uh, is the symbol of this 
this, you know, just the little Corellian freighter that could, the thing that looks like nothing, that looks like garbage, but just constantly in the last decades pops up and defies the big unstoppable bad guy. And they're like, we really hate what this ship symbolizes <laughs> with our, our rigid collection of, you know, overpowered uh, walkers all lined up in that piece of garbage is still a pain in our ass. It really is like that. That they hate what that ship represents, and I feel like that's that's there in in Finn's you know just fun, accurate dialogue, and yeah, yeah. love it. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great delivery. The energy behind it, and you know, you you and know, I just discussed um, uh, the Star Wars Force Awakens uh, teaser trailer from uh, 2014, and how uh, the symbol of uh, old Star Wars, the light, the heroes is the Falcon. It's uh, it's there, and it resonates for us. The the, the garbage will do is such a great moment, and and this uh, to continue that just as a, as a Star Wars fan is fun to see. Uh, but I see this, you know, with with Jin, uh, Jin, uh, not that's a different movie. Finn, uh, with Finn's journey, uh, with uh, you know, he leaves the First Order, but he's he's, he's fearful. It's more running away. He sticks around for Ray. He has this big lie to get to Starkiller Base, which is not about the Resistance, it's about Ray. And here he is at the movie, beginning of this movie running away again for Ray and he has to find himself and, and, and chooses his side. So I, there's a great release in this line too, where he's like, Oh yeah, they hate that ship. And I'm so glad to be on this side. I'm so <laughs> glad that I'm here, that I get to laugh about that, that I'm not part of the a crew that has to chase it. You know, and again, uh, I, I, I know that the ship was dormant for a while. So I don't know if Finn literally uh, had to chase the ship ever in his life. I don't believe so, but uh, you know, the spirit of that line of just like, Oh yeah, over there. They get so annoyed. They so hate it. And I'm on this side. I'm a ski speeder. And I just, there's a great joy and a great release. It's confirmation of his choice for me. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and he's proven uh, strategically correct in that they overreact and send all the TIE fighters after it. So <laughs> they hate that ship is a funny line and a strategically valuable line, I think. Uh, strategically value is a good way to look at it. There you go. Finn's excitement. Oh, they hate that ship. Joseph's number four. Uh, which means we're up to my number four, and we are going to General Leia. She'll always be royalty to me, but she's also a general in charge of this resistance and uh, kind of has the big picture in mind, which is part of this line. This is Leia to Poe after he's been stunned, after his uh, controversial decision to try to uh, ha- you know, lead a mutiny on board the Raddus. Uh, he-, he is now on a shuttle heading towards Crate. Uh, more challenges to come, but I love the little quiet moment. And yeah, you know what? Should, did he deserve another slap in the face? Did he deserve another demotion for some of the, Yeah, yeah, I can get <laughs> arguments. Um, but this movie's here to also teach some, teach us some things and teach the characters some things. And I love that Leia has the wisdom as a leader to kind of pull him aside and explain a little bit more of what Holdo was doing and the line of, she was more interested in protecting the light than seeming like a hero. Uh, being a hero is important in this movie like you said, kind of confirms that, but the, the way to be it and the path to being a hero and how to be a hero and why to be a hero is, is part of what I think this movie is analyzing. And that's a lot of what Holdo's, uh, 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 the character is about. I know there's so many controversies around it, all those things. We're not here for those discussions. I just love what this connects to the bigger Star Wars picture. She's more interested in protecting the light. And it is a part of her big line. I'm sure we'll discuss that in a bit, but I just love the simplicity of that. Uh, simplicity of what it means and and how um, Poe has this kind of, you know, uh, survival sometimes is 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 more the victory 
than what we saw at the beginning of the film with, well, we brought down the dreadnought and everyone's dead. And, and, and Hey, maybe you still need to do that. But at one point you need to pull back and, and, and all these lessons for, for Poe to learn. And it also ties in this thing that I just keep coming back to a lot more than I have in recent years of star Wars of just, again, the light, what is the light? It, 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 it is, it is, these simple, um, small, almost micro actions that you need to uh, keep alive, that you need to choose to go towards, that you need to protect. And the Jedi, knowledge, defense, we hear all those things. Those are big concepts. This, to me, is uh, a Holdo almost being a more Jedi than even some Jedi in the past, you know? Um, <laughs> uh, protecting the light and the value of that and the value uh, of that inside Star Wars is just, it means a lot to me. So I've always just loved this quiet little coaching moment from Leia. Yeah, and I, I believe she's taking the uh, the coded binary beacon back from him, right? Yeah, yeah. And she's saying this line, so it is this sort of transition of like that is literally kind of you know uh, for Ray, like that's the light home, you know. Yeah. Um, home, yeah. So there, that's a, a great little moment of uh, of transition as well of Leia kind of <laughs> mm. uh, resuming that <laughs> that role uh, from from Poe who was holding it while she was out. Uh, yeah, there so many great I, big ideas uh, in The Last Jedi do kind of line up in this moment in a great way. I, I think one of them that I, I'm i really um, thinking about is, you know, Luke's got his big lesson of, like, it, it is okay to make a mistake. You can learn from it. You got to pick mm-hmm. up and move forward and, you know, show these kids that you can. <laughs> yeah. And Leia's so in line with that, right? Of She's like, yeah. Uh, you made some mistakes here, Poe, and I am going to, I want you to learn from them. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't want you to just feel bad about them. I want you to learn from them immediately. Now. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's necessary. Uh, and there's so many things that, that Poe is learning about. Sometimes the battle is not to, you know, take out the bad guy. Sometimes the battle is to just survive. Um, but also just this big idea of specific conflict with Holdo is this fear that she's giving up, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In that Poe is such a, you know, fight to the last breath, take every chance you can, like, and that's great, right? Yeah. But then he's he's so uh, afraid that that's not what Holdo is, that Holdo is giving up, that she's bringing them to this, to just giving up, right? And I think this this realization that that is in this area of, like, she wasn't giving up. She mm-hmm. is willing to do bold, dangerous things if she is convinced they're right. It's not just her default to do bold, dangerous things. Like right now, Poe, that's your default to see every problem is it can be solved by a bold, (laughs) dangerous risk. And the lesson isn't never do a bold, dangerous thing. The lesson is pick and choose your battles, pick and choose your moments and recognize which is which, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think that's in this line and that's one of those moments of validation right yeah. the film isn't saying every time you saw han solo do something bold and reckless in the original trilogy he was wrong it was saying yeah it is good to do bold and, and reckless things when you're absolutely convinced that's the moment for them yeah and so many lines from the movie feed into this lesson and in this moment you know poe get your head out of your cockpit uh holdo kind of like oh i you know i know who you are dangerous fly boy you're the last thing we need right now i, I love that line too and those could all almost be on this list but they all kind of flow into this one for me i'm just like here is the here's the lesson here's the reason and here's why and i love what you said about you know yeah the poe the fear again that fear word pops up a lot huh seems to pop up in star wars <laughs> the fear of uh of what holdo what they think she's doing um, 
And the the idea, you know, even Connick says that uh, there's a look of of oh man, what are we doing? And 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 uh, for Poe, I, I I know folks like that, and and I, I respect folks like that. Of just we got to fight to the last breath, and and that's that's sometimes a loss in every sense of the word, and not the point. And I just I just love seeing that, and I, I love how it, um, you know just it, it fuels uh, uh, Poe's leadership skills that come uh, later on. And, and yeah, and immediately too. Like you're right. She's almost like slapping him in the head, like snap out of it. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, you know, to, to really look at the actual lines, he did such a great job picking this line, that idea of sort of decentering ego, right. Of like, yeah, you are doing this because you are part of the cause. Like, yeah. and, and that is important to you as an individual because you made this choice and it, it individuals matter, but also that idea of like, she was more interested in the big picture then her role in the big picture is like yeah. another way to say what Leia is saying. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think of Mance Raider telling Jon Snow, I know what you want to do. You want to be a hero and you don't <laughs> even know why you haven't even learned why. And this is Poe learning, learning why. Cause he is a hero. He's a, he's a hero, heroic guy. He totally is. But he's got to learn a little bit more about why. He's the best fighter in the resistance. <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, so there you go. That's my number four, which means we're up to your number three. Uh, my number three is a big one. Uh, this is one of those lines that I think uh, gets quoted a lot among Star Wars fans. And it's one of those lines that I think is so important because it is uh, it ties together a lot of the ideas in this particular film, but it is something that is all over in Star Wars. And this is such a great, simple way to really codify it, like I was saying at the top. This is uh, Rose Tico's famous line, that's how we're going to win, not fighting what we hate, saving what we love. Um, I think, you know, in the film, obviously, she says it as an explanation when Finn is really confused of uh, why she took such a big, bold risk uh, to stop his suicide run uh, against the battering ram cannon. Uh, But it has such big implications to Star Wars, to the philosophy of the light side, to the philosophy of the Jedi, to the philosophy of, you know, rebels from Padme to Bail Organa to, you know, uh, to Holdo, is be clear on what we're doing. We're not lashing out in anger or vengeance. We are uh, standing up in defense. Yeah. Uh, and that that goes to what we're just talking about with uh, Poe and Holdo, right? That... Mm-hmm. Poe has Poe's dancing on the edge of that, right? Of like, yeah, Dreadnought is a is it's a big risk. It's a fleet killer, and it's great that you blew it up. But you seem more like you're excited that you blew it up. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. seem more like you're excited that you punched the thing you didn't like than that you maybe protected uh, yeah. the thing. And that's so explicit of what's going on with uh, Finn and Rose and their relationship in this film, where um, you know Finn's kind of had his eyes opened. Uh, at Canto Bite and said, you know, it's worth it to smash up this town. And then Rose frees, uh, you know, the, the beast and uh, yeah. it, it, the father. And that's a little, you know, uh, a demonstration of this, of, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's less, less about the fact that we smashed something and more about something that we freed these <laughs> yeah. animals and that we survived uh, to continue the fight, but not fighting what we hate, saving what we love. You know, the Sith fight what they hate, which is everything but themselves. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, you know, the Jedi save what they love in the the big um, uh, galactic sense, the big galactic sense of compassion, of, <laughs> yeah. you know, loving everyone. Uh, 
but you know, you 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 see moment moments after moment in Star Wars where that's what's happening, right? It's what's mm. happening in this film again and again. That's what that's what Luke's doing, right? He's not there. He's not there to raise his hand and knock the whole First Order down. He's just there to save so Leia and the Resistance, save uh, who and what he loves. Um, when Leia and and Luke and Lando are on Tatooine, Return of the Jedi, rescuing Han, they are saving what we love, right? They're not like. <laughs> it's not like they rescued Han from Boba Fett. They got him out of uh, carbon freeze. And they're like, now let's go kick Jabba's ass, right? They're, <laughs> they're saving what we love. When Vader, you know, throws uh, uh, Palpatine down the shaft in Return of the Jedi, it's, yeah. he is saving Luke, right? He is saving uh, what he loves. Even Finn's big journey, right, of when he is not going to walk away from that Star Destroyer, you know, mm-hmm. he has lines about, like, they've taken too many of us, right? Yeah, this is not like it, it is. It he's at this place of peace where he's absorbed this uh, lesson, and it's not like uh, they took away my childhood, and I'm going to make them pay. <laughs> mm. It's mm. I. They can't take away anybody else's childhood. Yeah, uh, I, this is such a, a line of perspective, right? A shifting perspective of how you see things, and and I love that you're 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 really highlighting these examples of it all through the film from the father year moment, uh, which I, I've, you know, I've heard people not love. Um, uh, I, I do love that moment for what it means to, for this line. What you just said with Luke uh, it, it's uh, versus Poe in the beginning going high fives, <laughs> looking around at all his dead comrades. Uh, but it, it shows up in the other things of Star Wars. And, and um, I, I think I just finally need to get the t-shirt because I just keep saying it so much uh, in this last year on Force Center. But, you know, the light side builds and the dark side destroys. And this is, to me, that line. She might as well just said, said and, and and this, the light side builds, the dark, dark side destroys. <laughs> uh, and again, like I said, it's, it, it's just a perspective shift on what we're doing. And, and I even connected to going to those playgrounds as a kid. And, man, what fun it was to race to the play, playgrounds and and yell pew, pew, pew. That's it's, why a lot of us are still here. Well, that's where our journey may have begun. We're going zoom, zoom, whoosh, whoosh is because you're, you're pretending to have a lightsaber, which are the worst lightsaber sounds ever made. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, th- and that's why you kind of can get caught up of grab the lightsaber, run down the hill and kick ass. I don't fault anyone for wanting Luke uh, to do that because I had those thoughts coming in The Last Jedi. Like, Luke's going to join the fight. But for this movie to, to really stop and say, okay, but how and why? Big questions, and this line is is really the bumper sticker version of it all, and that's why it's so important. Yeah, I think it is just, a, it's such a great line to summarize a lot of different ideas. And I also just, I like that Rose, you know, it is in reflection to this immediate action where, where Finn has lost his focus, and he's willing to give up his life in a way that's not going to ultimately matter, right? It's just... Because he's he's now so all in, <laughs> yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna hit the first order back, right? And Rose is saying like, no, what's the point of that? You know, mm. you know, uh, you you we we can't just be an attack to attack. We need to save what we love. Uh, all that great idea, but also just the way that she says uh, that's how we're going to win. Like it's almost yeah. she's saying this to Finn, but she's also like centering herself. And I also like think of uh, we've had a lot of great discussions of Rogue One lately, particularly on our our favorite lines uh, podcast uh, episode. And I think we're going to get even more of this with the Cassian show about, you know, Rogue One is a story of like, I feel like people almost losing this. Right. Yeah. Of knowing in their hearts, like what we're doing here is we're trying to protect the rest of the galaxy from the horrors of the Empire. 
but that when you're just living in that constant darkness of, of battle and conflict, it mm-hmm. can slip and it can become just about hate of the other mm-hmm. instead of protection of the loved ones. That's a great pull. I, you, you, you want to say this line to General Draven and, and Andor and see how they react to it in different ways. And I have a feeling of who's going to react to what differently. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and how much that might have um, – Poison saw over the years because I still think at the center of his heart is is, is is a person who's right and wants to do right in the galaxy. But uh, what was buried and maybe he loses sight of this and, and, and this perspective. I don't know. Just throwing that out there, too. It's a great it's a great. I love taking this line and applying to other parts of Star Wars. Yeah, that's a great insight. It is fun to think that Rose Tico could somehow be talking to Saw Gerrera through the mists of time. So that's my number three. Great number three, a lot of food for thought in that one My number three is uh, from that guy we've been talking about His name's Luke Skywalker And this one jumped out to me this time around more more than other viewings But I've always loved it I just loved also the delivery of it And again, how you want to interact with the line uh, Do you just want to focus on grumpy Luke Or do you want to focus on the big picture? It could be all of it And this line is, Joseph, you don't need Luke Skywalker (laughs) And here it is I love that from this perspective He's like, I'm done on this and we know the journey is going to go on that applies as well um and the truth of the matter is yeah maybe she doesn't need luke skywalker but luke skywalker needs luke skywalker (laughs) Uh, and then the galaxy needs that legend of luke skywalker but i also love what it does mean and the value uh, to uh, saying that to ray or anyone of of you don't need luke skywalker you need you which is part of the journey and part of what she's discovering as well uh you know like you said she hands him the blade uh you know holds it out Two times. The first time, the famous one. And then I even love the second one of like, all right, all right, big stuff. All right. It's not going to go the way I think. Here's the lightsaber. Oh, yeah, that's right. You don't want it. You don't want it. So I guess I guess we got to do this. So I love all the things that play with them uh, between them. But I just love this line. I love I love the delivery. I love um, what it says about him at that point, what it uh, uh, means a little bit later on. And again, the big lesson for Ray. You don't need Luke Skywalker. Yeah, we do. Kind of. We need you and you need you and I need to be me. (laughs) Yeah, there is a lot in it. uh, it, it, First and foremost for me of just great delivery. And Mm -hmm. I still feel like, uh, you know, if time travel is ever invented, someone should go back and and get that Academy Award for Mark Hamill. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My strong opinion, his performance is is Luke Skywalker is always great, but just so phenomenal in The Last Jedi and adding so much flavor to uh, these lines, even even the harder ones, even the grumpy ones uh, like this or the broken ones like this. And yeah, I, I love the way he says, you don't need Luke Skywalker, right? He's separating yeah. like, I, I'm I'm a human and Luke Skywalker is, you know, the person you were whispering yeah. about in the last movie, Ray, Luke Skywalker. I thought he was a myth. Um, you don't need that guy, you know, you, 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 He's <laughs> he's not as great as you think, you know, it, but I, I do love that it all it sets up that, yeah, people do need uh, myths. They do need you with your actual power. But Ray really does need you, not because she isn't capable, but, you know, this is a kind of a pushback on Kylo's whole, you know, kill the past, kill all the elders. They're the ones who are mm-hmm. preventing you from becoming what you need to be. And, you know, what Ray needs to help uh, feel solid in her own ability and and her you know rightful place at the next generation is for somebody to guide her and support mm-hmm. her. So she absolutely does need Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Look for someone to show me my place in all this, bub. And yeah, help. <laughs> Any other suggestions, Luke yeah. Skywalker? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I, I love uh, how you said it too. It's just like, it, it's Luke referencing himself in the third person because it's just like that, that guy, ain't, that, that guy ain't real. The, the, the real Luke enjoys a good three eyed fish and a green, <laughs> vat of green milk. Like what do you want? What do you want from me? here? Just let me eat my speeding channel fish and leave me alone. <laughs> let's do it let's do it so there you go i just and, and, and uh, it just again it's also just a, a delivery thing too and, and this is why i think i'm drawn to grumpy luke maybe even more than i i should be uh is uh is is that uh you know uh, hamill's just so good kind of being grumpy yeah i mean and it is one another one of those lines where i feel like for better or worse the entire sequel trilogy is a little meta it is about passing on the generation and i can almost feel like the way he says that, I feel like, you know, adults probably said that to me about action figures. I, you know, somebody, <laughs> to, you know, a clerk at Target ringing up my action figure in the early 2000s is probably like, you don't need Luke Skywalker. Like, yes, I do. <laughs> and the film validates that. I need all scales, all scales. <laughs> so there you go. That is my number three, Luke being grumpy, but also, uh, you know, big picture stuff attached to it. So from there, we're going to go to your number Two. Uh, my number two is two lines because they are very similar to one another, uh, but said sl- in slightly uh, different ways. But I feel like they are both important and should be highlighted. So uh, the first of my conjoined number two is <laughs> uh, from Holdo. We are the spark that will light the fire that will restore the Republic. Uh, she says this in her uh, briefing after uh, the the sad regrouping after the mm-hmm. The majority, uh, well, all the leadership except for Leia has been lost on the bridge. They are regrouping. uh, And Holdo says this uh, very important thematic statement to uh, the assembled uh, members of the resistance. And then later when when Finn has his great let's go, let's go, let's go energy. uh, And he's saying we have to go out there and help luke skywalker fight kylo ren (laughs) and it's i love so much how finn has been on his journey to be all in and now he's kind of at where poe was at the beginning of the film (laughs) yeah yeah and poe's like well i've I've learned some other lessons my friend (laughs) just to stop take a big deep breath and and go what why are things happening what is the best way what is our actual mission you know and he has that epiphany that luke is stalling he's doing this so we can escape so we can survive and yeah. he quotes a version of Holdo's line and says with that great uh, Poe Dameron, Oscar Isaac, affirmative energy. We are the spark that'll light the fire that'll burn the First Order down. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, a couple of things I love about this. It is the culmination of this um, this conversation, this journey between Holdo and Poe, right? Um, yeah, Holdo doesn't lay out to everyone here is the plan. I don't think she's actually has it fully uh, formulated during that briefing, you yeah. know, because right after the briefing, she asked one of the one of the uh, aides, like, so what is our fuel consumption? Like, she's yeah. she's still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. But other than that, she's crystal clear. Our mission is to survive. Yeah. <laughs> and philosophically, the reason that we need to survive is we are hope. Yeah, we no one else in the gal. Everyone else in the galaxy will give in to fear and apathy unless someone stands up and inspires them and says it is possible to push back we do not simply have to accept the first order's uh, boot on our necks we don't have to accept them uh, ravaging our planets and testing weapons on us making us build weapons for them and then testing them we don't have to accept that uh there needs to be somebody who can keep that spark alive and 
that's going to be us. And all of that is just whistling over Poe's head, right? <laughs> you get this. Maybe if Leia had said it, he would have got it, right? But he's just so focused on like, what are we going to do? How are we going to, you know, how are we going to fight? And he's not hearing fight. He's hearing survive. And he can't hear survive. Yeah. Uh, and then the fact that by the end of the film, he has so learned that lesson and gets this clear idea that it's not just our survival. It's not cowardly. We're not running away. We are keeping this vital spark alive. And the fact that he like not only understands it, but like he feels it in his bones. Um, so I love that, that validation that mm -hmm. survival uh, and fighting to stay alive, fighting to keep hope alive is absolutely worth fighting for. Um, but then also th this is one of those many lines in the last Jedi that just speaks so directly to the events of rise of Skywalker, right? Mm -hmm. Poe has, he knows that they are the tiny little spark and he is trying so hard uh, to keep it alight. And, mm -hmm. you know, when the citizens fleet shows up, that is the fire, right? That yeah. restores the Republic uh, burns, uh the the final order the first yeah. and the final order down and this moment of him going ah i get it i get my role it is to mm. keep that hope alive and eventually it will spark into the the whole galaxy will be willing to stand up and that's what makes that so many moments so many reasons that make that lando moment there are more of us po pop but one of them is is tying back to this and to the validation that poe held on to this mm. lesson that Ho holdo taught him yeah. Yeah. Uh, wonderful stuff. And, and, and never to suggest that Poe is, is, is simply some um, flyboy e egomaniac that wanted to get the win. I think that's part of it, but it, it, his heart's always in the right place. And that's, and that's, that even makes it harder, right? That's the dividing line is, is, is real thin there of, of what you're trying to do. I, he's trying to take out that dreadnought for, for very good reasons and mm -hmm. does for very good reasons. But uh, I like how you're saying it just, it doesn't connect in that moment for him where, he, where, he, where he's hearing Holdo say this and and i think we've talked a lot about sometimes star wars it's as simple and direct as it can be almost to a real you know just hope versus fear that's it connect with that and you'll find star wars it also we, we there's great value in just letting the franchise and the movies and the moments and the books and the comics sit with you for a bit and see where it lies. And I think this is an example of Poe needs to sit with it. He needs to be slapped in the face by it at times. <laughs> he has to sit literally with it. literally Literally, he has to sit with it because uh, he's immediately, uh, you know, what are the whole lines? That's General Holdo? That's our Admiral Holdo? That's, that's Battle of Chiron? Well, Admiral Holdo? No, come on, can't be. And, and uh, he's very dismissive of her, uh, uh, dismissive of the whole situation, um, fearful, like you said. And it just, it needs to find him. And it finds, a, finds a, the, the knowledge and the wisdom finds him at the right time, yeah, absolutely. And for me, I'm thinking about it, like, why did Poe not hear that message? Why couldn't he yep. hear that in the moment? You know, that totally connects to your focus determines your reality. You'll find the truth that we cling to depend greatly on your own point of view. It isn't that he's, he, he fights so hard because he has such compassion, right? It's not yep. just like, a, I like violence, right? Yeah, he's, he thinks he, he took out the dreadnought because it's a, it's a fleet killer. He thinks, you know, he won the day, he's, he saved everybody and he's not seeing like, actually, you just got a lot of people killed. Um, yeah. But I think he he's so in that mindset because he's in warrior mindset, you know, like yeah. when Luke comes to Dagobah and he wants to learn to become a great Jedi warrior. You know, it's it's to me significant that he says that's Holdo Battle of Chiron Belt, because in his mind, he's like, what kick ass military leader is going to take mm -hmm. over the resistance so that we can kick ass? Yeah. And he's so in that 
which warrior is going to lead us in this war that he's not hearing. We're fighting a different battle than you think right now. Yeah. Yeah. We got to carry that light forward. A baton of hope throughout yep. the galaxy. Yep. So that's uh, my number two. That's a great number two. That's a big one. That's a big one here. All right. My number two uh, is a tie. It's just straight up tie. It's the same character in the same scene with maybe a beat or a sentence between the two lines, but I'm officially <laughs> counting this as a tie. Uh, and this is what I know that's close to your heart, uh, Joseph. And it's very much at the center of a lot of what's going on in The Last Jedi. Some big concepts, big things things we've already talked about. But we got Yoda. Oh, Yoda showing back up again. Those ears popping on screen. Oh, that was one of my favorite moments in Star Wars. Uh, great experience. But he's got great value. He's saying wonderful things to old grumpy Luke about to burn down the Jedi Order. Uh, things that he needs to hear. And I think that we all need to hear. I've talked often about... Uh, uh, Anthony Bresigan's quick review on Twitter of Star Wars Last Jedi is uh, not just about growing up, it's about growing old. That resonated with me. It's why I keep repeating that. Uh, <laughs> is it just like th- this is a different time for me as a Star Wars fan 2017, right? Um, it's a different time for me now, 21 into 22. I got a little, even more gray in my beard. Uh, but Star Wars still finds me and st- Star Wars still inspires me. And so Yoda's saying, uh, pass on what you have learned. Hey, we've heard that before. Strength, mastery, um, but weakness, folly, failure also. Yes, failure, most of all, the greatest teacher failure is. And then combining that real quickly with Luke, we are what they grow beyond. That is the true burden of all masters. Again, talking about um, kind of the weight of leadership, the weight of mentorship, but also the generational shift, the generational change, which uh, you and I uh, talk often about. That's a lot of what Star Wars is about. You often reference uh, the new and the old in both, uh, in, in a lot of different ways, but this is kind of, part of that too as well last jedi has a lot of failure in it um <laughs> a lot of things don't go right i love poe's little line of when he hears uh, finn and rose and they're captured and he's like oh you know it didn't work it didn't, they didn't get it done this is the part of the movie where it's supposed to happen right um and i love that this movie in doing all the bigger things we've already talked about of of analyzing the big concept in Star Wars going back to 77 and should you do this and confirming all that stuff i just love that uh, along the way is just failure and 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 how we need to learn about that and how it's going to happen and it's and it's valuable um and and then you know tight you want to tie it even to the canon of yoda at the end of revenge of the sith everyone loves going to that moment of like oh <laughs> failed i have and and so now that character yoda has learned from that as well so it, it means a lot in star wars it means a lot in life uh, a teacher, a coach, a parent. You can take knowledge and wisdom from this. You can take comfort from this. It's sad. It's a sad line. Luke, we are what they grow beyond. That's a true burden. It's not a, that is not the, the true joy of all masters. It's a true burden of all masters. Um, and that includes, uh, and that, that to me, uh, that includes stuff, uh, you know, ties into the, the spirit of uh, rise of Skywalker, uh, uh, you know, a thousand generations live in you, but, uh, Hey, this is, this is your fight now. So it's all there. It's such great, um, stuff from Yoda. And again, I just love, it's a small thing, but having Yoda back, having him in 2017 show up and reteach Luke and reteach all of us some valuable things that just kind of made me feel warm and fuzzy as a star Wars fan too. Yeah. There's, there's so much uh, going on in this great, short, elegant, uh, sequence, um, as well. So like lots of big Star Wars ideas, lots of connections to other places and other things that excite me. Um, but I think this is also a place where ideas that are there in Star Wars, uh, this is just great more lines that um, just simplify it and make you be able to just kind of handle it, right? Put, put yeah. a handle on that idea. Uh, the greatest teacher failure is obviously gets quoted uh, 
by a lot of people. It's meaningful to a lot of people because it's helpful, right? Mm. Um, we are what they grow beyond. That is a true burden of all masters. That's a very elegant line. And it feel, you, when you first hear it, it's like, ooh, what a fresh idea. But it's, all, it's there in Star Wars. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the power of these lines is making it so very clear. And then you can apply it uh, to other places. Couple of things that I absolutely love in this. Uh, love the the appearance of Yoda. There is a lot I think in the Last Jedi that that does relate to Empire Strikes Back. It, mm. It's not just the second chapter, but it is a similar. Like uh, we are wrestling with our our fears and our failures, and just trying to survive. All that great stuff. So having Yoda there feels appropriate in that way. Right. Um, you know, pass on uh, what you have learned. Quoting himself from Return of the Jedi and going, "You didn't listen to me." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's. Yoda is reading Luke a riot act, <laughs> yes. right? Uh, he is teaching him, but mm-hmm. explicit in all of Yoda's teaching is also a mea culpa from Yoda yeah. uh, because Luke has gone through this film, you know, feeling bad that he failed, but then looking back and saying, but, but my masters failed too. Yoda failed. He didn't stop Sidious, uh, you know, he didn't save Dooku. Uh, Obi-Wan, he, you know, told me a half-truth and failed my father. Like, so I guess I'm come from a long line of failures, I guess. <laughs> right. You know, so Yoda coming back and going like, yeah, no, uh, there are definitely some mistakes. I made mistakes and then I learned from them, kid. Yeah. And one of the ways that I learned from them is after my failure in the Clone Wars, my failure being all aggressive, uh, and not seeing what was truly going on, I was able to turn around and, and tell you, hey, <laughs> wars do not make one great. And then you, Luke, you even surpassed me because I wasn't, Obi-Wan was convinced that Vader couldn't be saved. I wasn't sure. And look what you did. You saw something that nobody else did and, and you found victory in a way that I didn't, that I couldn't. You grew beyond me, right? Yeah. And now we're equals. Now you have gone through this experience to where you grew beyond me, you had failings, you got to forgive yourself for them so that you can be there, that you can move forward and you can be there for the next generation the way I did, the way I was there for you. Yeah, and see what's in front of you, right? Uh, you know, Luke's, Luke's weakness, as Yoda points out, never your mind on where you are. And, and yeah, you yeah you lost Kylo, you lost Ben. You can't lose Ray, And you're gonna, you're gonna, if you don't snap out of it a little bit here. Yeah, and, and like the biggest thing for me that, that uh, I always attached to because I think it's a little bit personal because I always felt I loved Yoda, but I also felt like he was uh, shaking his little green clawed finger at me through the screen <laughs> in, uh, in Empire when like Luke doesn't get it. And, you know, I was so young and I was like, yeah, no, Luke, Luke wants to learn how to really use the force well so he can kick Vader's ass and win. Yeah. And, you know, at such a young age, it's like, I know I'm supposed to listen to Yoda, but what is this about? not craving adventure and excitement <laughs> in particular the line a jedi must have the deepest commitment the most serious mind and you can see luke just absolutely taking that to heart so much so yoda in this line basically saying pass on what you learn strength mastery mm, like it's so yoda saying like you so took my admonishments to heart luke that for decades you have obsessed on having the deepest commitment, the most serious mind. You've become a little rigid. You're all about strength and mastery and control and precision. And you've forgotten to that it, to be organic and flowing and messy and sloppy and forgive yourself for those things too. That that's a part of being a human. That's a part of being a Jedi. And a little bit for me, I made a couple of like, 
sorry I was so strong yeah. <laughs> on shaming you about the deepest commitment part. I uh, love it. And, and some of the final points you made in there, uh, um, some of the final things I, I want to say in this thing of, 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 of this line and this movie and Luke in this movie. And I've always talked about sometimes when you, you get it, you move forward in life, you understand it, you know who you are, you're on your mission, and then maybe your old habits spring up again and you can't defeat it. Maybe that thing that holds you back, maybe in real life for me, it was like, say, depression. And man, I defeated depression. And then a year later, I'm, I'm in the dumps. And that almost feels worse. And it almost feels like a bigger failure. And it almost kind of drives you to your own octo where we find Luke. And I just love that that little lesson of, yeah, no, 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 this is an ongoing journey. And you're going to have to continue to learn from it. You're always going to be learning and failure is a part of that. That resonated with me as well in 2017 and does now. No, I think you pulling out Anthony Bresikin's quote. I know uh, Jennifer has has spoken really elegantly uh, in past episodes of Four Center about this. It is something that that people need, need to hear because I think society can, you know, give us this implication that like, uh, the real life hero's journey happens when you're 25. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, great, I learned the lessons. And then when you kind of stumble, uh, yeah. when you're when you're getting older and and you've you've collected lots of uh, life experiences and you know the amount of things that can go wrong, right? Then yeah. places where you maybe just plunged forward when you were young because you didn't have the experience to know. Here are the eight ways that can go wrong. And then you get older <laughs> and you're like, it's harder to do that thing that came really easily to me when I was young because now I know that all the ways it can go wrong and the fear can creep in and and having Yoda you know wise Yoda go like that's okay you know just forgive yourself don't give into the fear move forward uh is really important one last real quick thing I want to uh slip in on on this point because it's so good of you know we don't we, we get Yoda giving uh, Luke the advice of you, you got to pass on everything that you have learned including your failures and that it's okay to fail and that those are teachable moments your failures are teachable moments right mm-hmm. and we see in the last Jedi that 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 helps inspire Luke to figure out the way that he can be there for Ray because he can't just go there in person and start chopping things with a laser sword mm-hmm. but then we do we see a concrete version of this in Rise of Skywalker right like Ray is going to repeat Luke's mistakes, re- repeat Luke's failure of hiding on the island. And Luke does exactly what Yoda suggested, right? He appears mm-hmm. and said, I was wrong. It was fear that kept me on this island. You know, what are you, what do you fear the most? That's literally Luke directly taking Yoda's advice from this scene and passing on what he learned uh, in his failures to Ray. Mm. But I don't know, Joseph. I heard that JJ um, was ignoring Last Jedi. I, I have heard, I've heard some <laughs> No, I'm joking. Uh, and I can't wait to get to Rise of Skywalker to talk about some of those lines. You're absolutely right. What are you doing, Ray? Let me tell you what I went wrong. Um, it's, uh, it's great stuff. It's great stuff. All from the mind of that little green um, species to be determined. <laughs> and I love getting to experience that again. That is my number two, which means we are up to a break. And the other side of the break, we have some honorable mentions and our number one choice for our favorite lines in Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Stick around for more Star Wars Ranked. Hold up. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to Star Wars Ranked, episode uh, 134, an ongoing series and an ongoing sub-series of our favorite lines of dialogue from the Star Wars movies. We are talking Last Jedi today. Joseph Scrimshaw with me. Honorable mentions, Joseph. Uh, I'm just scrolling. Oh, there's a few. Um, <laughs> some are yours. Yeah, I, uh, it was great. Uh, I put my list together first. And I was like, I know I can get rid of some of these honorable mentions because Ken will have them. Um a really big one for me. It was it was hard to not make it into uh, the the top five. Uh, is uh, Ray talking with Leia at the end of the film and saying, "Luke is gone. I felt it, but it wasn't sadness or pain. It was mm-hmm. peace and purpose." Uh, we talked about this a lot when we did that recent episode about processing uh, the passing of Luke, uh, the death of Luke, or as I like to look at it, uh, Luke going into his next adventure uh, mm-hmm. beyond the horizon. There, uh, I love that this line was included in the film i think it's i think it's clear from from hamill's great performance and the way it's shot the way he is uh staring with that just like that relief and that joy and that curiosity about what's next 
Um, but the fact that it is communicated to us that Leia, that, you know, Luke's final act was sort of, you know, projecting this out to Leia and Ray so that they knew it. And it's yet another one of these lines of uh, a great way to summarize big ideas in Star Wars, that idea of peace and purpose. That you can go back and apply that lots of places. That's the look on Alec Guinness's face when he looks over at Luke on the Death Star and kind of turns back to Vader with a smirk and brings his lightsaber up, right? Right. Uh, that you can consider that a violent moment. It, it, it is his end, right? And it is the violent slash of, uh, of Vader. But that look on Alec Guinness's face is peace and purpose. And for me, it's just a, a really handy, simple phrase that comes up a lot when we're talking about Star Wars, but also when I am uh, trying to, uh, in real life, check myself before I wreck myself. <laughs> like, where am I coming from? Am, am I fighting what I hate? Am I saving what I love? Am I sending a grumpy email uh, late at night because all the annoyances have piled up? Like, when you're really committed to something and you have that sense of, I am being proactive. I'm not just being totally passive and ignoring things. I have a sense of purpose, but I also have a sense of peace that I'm really grounded I know why I'm doing the thing I'm doing and I truly deeply believe in it. And there's a piece that comes from being uh, totally uh, convinced of your purpose. Mm, peace for purpose. Great way to look at it. A wonderful line. Yeah. Could easily have been on, on uh, your list or mine on any list talking about last Jedi. And we talked a lot of recently on a deep dive on, on four center uh, of us, uh, our relationship to the death of Luke Skywalker experiencing it then where it sits now. And this is truly a line of comfort for me as a star Wars fan. Cause you know, I, I love having Luke around. I love having uh, him in the flesh running around and I can get some of those conversations, but peace and purpose. What a way for Luke Skywalker to leave this plane of existence and go on to the next one. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, uh, a pretty big uh, up there uh, for me is uh, a Hux line. <laughs> yeah. This is one of those lines of, uh, it's. there's so many great uh, big meaningful lines, it's fun to, to share some of the fun ones as well. After uh, Kylo Ren has his great quotable line of more, 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 uh, having all of the guns fire on uh, Luke Skywalker, uh, <laughs> when Hux says, do you think you got him? <laughs> it's funny because it's just this, you know, great contrast of the sheer volume of explosive blaster fire. But it's also that moment where like, okay, so Hux is the absolute just space fascist who's been screaming like propaganda speeches from high platforms, you know, <laughs> and about crushing the loathsome resistance, even in the beginning of this film, talking about though he's going to wipe them all out and uh, rabble and scum. And he's the guy who's being reasonable. Where's Kylo at if the reasonable guy is Hux? I've always loved that angle on it. I've always loved that of just like, like, oh, this guy's lost the plot, man. Look at this guy. <laughs> I, I have a window of opportunity. I'm going to take it somewhere, which, get we pick up with Rise of Skywalker and Hux is still in that frame of mind, just a little uh, unnerved by what's going on. Love the line. It's it's really funny. Well yeah, too. a great fun one. Uh, a, another one that I think it's a, we would be remiss not to mention is, of course, uh, no one's ever really gone. Mm. Uh used again in the Rise of Skywalker trailer. It is uh, in that moment where it is it is about both Han with those dice, right? But it's also about Kylo because it Ben, when it's a response to Leia saying, you know, I have to accept he's, he's finally gone. And that idea that no one's ever really gone. So that idea that uh, it is the double idea that people can always make a better choice, you know? 
but also that idea that uh, anybody who you've lived with, um, who you've been inspired by, uh, their ideas, their personalities, everything that they meant to you, their legacy is always there, right? And mm-hmm. uh, that that gets a, a great uh, rhythm of repetition throughout Star Wars, but really significantly when the memory of Han says to Ben in Rise of Skywalker, your mother's gone, but what she stood for, what she fought for, you know, that's mm-hmm. still here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go on and on about that line, but that, yeah. that's a, a really great one uh, to me. Um, uh, also want to highlight this uh, Kylo Ren line. There are many great Kylo Ren lines very that have been quoted a lot, but uh, the you have no place in this story. You come from nothing. You are nothing, but not to me. Join me, and then please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, perhaps the best uh, moment of delivery uh, uh, yeah. of many great moments of delivery from Adam Driver. Um, this is uh, can be a controversial line because people feel have strong feelings about the Kylo and Ray relationship and the the um, the idea of. Is Ray absolutely from nowhere, or is she a Palpatine? What does that mean? We've talked about that, that a lot, so I, I don't need to focus on that. I, I think for me, this is so powerful because it just shows the knot that poor Ben Solo Kylo Ren is in, right? Yeah. Of he thinks he wants everything. He thinks he wants to wipe out, you know, the, everything that come before. All the old things that have to have to go, so we can become what we're meant to be. So he's like, I want it all but I don't want to be alone, <laughs> yeah. you know? And there's that, that, that please, that desperation, right? That, that shows that, that he, he, there is still uh, this person who, who just, this good person who wants connection is in there. Right. Yeah. But then on the flip side of that, this is, this is so manipulative. It's so horrible, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one understands you, but me. Uh, so you, you have nothing. You're worthless but I'll validate you super unhealthy relationship talk from uh, Kylo Ren there. Right. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. I love that. I I love, I love that you highlighted this one. It is uh, it. There's so much going on here. You're right. And and it's, it is even, there's a lot of like manipulation, a lot of dark side energy in this, but it it lacks for me a little bit. And this is from my perspective, lacks a little bit of the, of the like some of the possession and uh, possession angle you might get from other Sith, including Palpatine later on, Rise of Skywalker, who just he, he you know he, come on, granddaughter, I'm going to take everything from you, I'm going to possess your very being. Um, this you you've highlighted something I love in it, which is it, it, like I said, it's got a, a lot of dark side energy in it, but just that that heartfelt, broken, pathetic, please. But it's also that's a very real plea, and and this war in Kylo again, going back to what we said up top, he's given everything. Now he's starting to take everything, and that's clearly not enough. And he knows it. He knows it. He just he's such a such an a hole about it. <laughs> yeah, and I do. It is a fascinating, complicated, tragic moment because it is kind of cruelly validating her worst fears and saying your worst fears are true. Yeah, but he is really saying that because he is so desperate to be with her and to not be alone yeah i love it great great line great line yeah uh, i got a couple more but uh, do you want me to kick it back to you first yes sir absolutely uh let's roll through this here uh man uh i uh i love going to the beginning it's uh you know, it's a it's a valuable and important line around the four setter parts uh, with uh helping to inspire jennifer landis show uh it's uh poe happy beeps here buddy come on i <laughs> <laughs> I just love and a happy beep says Poe says it to himself. Uh, uh, I love that. We talk about hope, um, 
hope versus fear and hope finding fo- hope in fear in Star Wars. Here's a great example of it here. Here's a great example of it here. Uh, always love that one. Uh, I think you and I both love uh, wipe that nervous expression off your face, 3PO. Yeah, that was on uh, my honorable mentions as well. That yeah. is, it's such a great moment of comedy, right? Yes, and it's great. And and, and shout out to Anthony Daniels with a great beat of physical uh, humor and, and reaction. It, it makes it work uh, even more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just, you know, there's sometimes that you know that Leia and 3PO have been together for a long time, right? Yes. And it's, I think that that's what's so, it's just a straightforward joke of obviously his face doesn't move, uh, but it 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 is, it's so indicative that like Leia is so intuitive, she can even sense 3PO's emotions. Yeah, love that. Uh, I would have to, I, I think legally have to mention this line because <laughs> I've been uh, on a, about this line uh, and this character since 2017. Hermione Corfeld as Tally Lynch was just one of my uh, favorite little, uh, uh, little parts of uh, Last Jedi. Rest in peace, Tally Lynch. Uh, I love the line. She's such a great cockpit actor. We, uh, she needs to teach courses, master classes on how to act in a Star Wars cockpit. Uh, love that line. Bombers keep that type formation. Fighters protect the bombers. Not every day we get to take down a dreadnought. Man, that's such a rebel resistance line. It's so cool. If I was on the playgrounds um, as I was at 83, uh, I think I'd be saying this line to all my friends as we uh, race into the battle uh just absolutely love it so shout out to tally lintra the last smirk of tally lintra rest in peace uh, <laughs> we, we appreciate your efforts there <laughs> yeah bombs away that's another great one uh absolutely uh phenomenal cockpit acting as you're saying. yes but sadly she does go a little bit later in that scene uh but uh, leia has a little reminder to poe about everything here we've talked a lot about poe in the beginning of the film a lot about his lessons a lot about leia just kind of giving him uh, the what for and I do like the line. It's not I almost put on the list, but it's, 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 it's a, it's a little direct and, and therefore almost a little uh, dour, but the dead heroes, no leaders. Forget all your uh, philosophical debates. There it is right there from Leia. Yeah. Great job. Dead heroes. Good job, pal. <laughs> it is very, very direct. It is like, you know, Hey, a, a part of the horror of this war is moving around uh chess pieces on the board and, we don't have any leaders and you knocked out a bunch of our soldiers. Thanks. Yeah. Good job. Good job. <laughs> um, yeah. A few more here for me. I'll kick it back to you. Uh, I, we, we talked about it earlier. I, I do love Ray uh, and her line. I need someone to show me my place in all this. Uh, great line for Ray. Great line for what's going on. It's also kind of one of those Star Warsy lines. It's a big theme of Star Wars. We're all kind of looking for our place. Uh, it's that hero's journey we're all on. No matter what age, as you said, it's not just 25. Um, <laughs> And I think it's one of uh, that sequence, that scene uh, in in the tree is one of my favorite uh, for Daisy Ridley as a performer. Mark Hamill's firing on all cylinders in it, too. Even the, the comedy beats of, uh, you know, Chaku, uh, that is from nowhere. I love all that. But I just think as an actor, I think uh, Daisy really was uh, at her best in this scene. Really just love everything she's doing here. Uh, and that line really lands because of it. Yeah, and the, the earlier lines about, you know, something inside me has always been there, but now it's awake and I'm afraid I don't know what it is or what to do with it and I need help uh, yeah. and I need someone to show my place and all this. All that delivery is phenomenal and it it, it tells the story so well, both from, uh, yeah, she does need Luke Skywalker. <laughs> she yeah, needs yeah. some guidance and then it's, it also opens her up to this manipulation from Kylo of like, you don't have a place in this, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then on the other side of it, some uh, funnier lines uh, there. Um, I uh, love uh, uh, DJ uh, going, what's your story, Roundy? 
I just think that could, <laughs> that, uh, that could apply. You mentioned earlier, I think it's, 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 it has a little bit of a, a little bit of unintentional comedy to it, but uh, not in a, not in a bad way. Uh, but it's also got a lot into it in terms of uh, Star Wars themes. Uh, but Kylo Ren saying to Luke, "Did you come here to forgive me to save my soul?" I just <laughs> I just love that one there too. Uh, you know, and, and, and again, it's funny, but it, it it's also uh, again Kylo misreading a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, I think what's funny about it is is to to kind of see that accuracy of. Anger can be truly frightening when somebody is absolutely just caught up in it. And it can also suddenly tip over from being frightening to just like petulant to just like, ah, you're scary, but you're also a child because you're just letting yourself have a tantrum. Right. Yeah. And it just tips. And, you know, I think Hayden Christensen does as well with Vader, uh, you know, in Revenge of the Sith a couple of times too, where it just tips over to just petulant. You're just throwing a tantrum, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are some more uh, on your list there? Yeah, I wanted to be sure to highlight Snoke. I could put a ton of Snoke lines on it because I think one of the great things about Last Jedi is uh, it's got all these uh, great deep ideas, but it, it still has that Star Wars flair of being uh, uh, an adventure serial in terms of the dialogue. It is very heightened in places. And in particular, Snoke, uh, it, it, he does talk like he just walked out of an old pulp magazine and he's, he's yelling at flash Gordon, right? Like everything he says is uh, very stylized, which is so yeah. great. But the one that I really gravitate toward is uh, reacting to Ray when she keeps resisting in the throne room. And he says, Oh, instill that fiery spit of hope. You have the spirit of a true Jedi. And because of that, you must die. Yeah. Um, it's really that still that fiery spit of hope. Um, you know, I, I I like that that is his definition of a Jedi, and that's why they have to die. That's why he is uh, afraid of them. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. why he needs to wipe out uh, Luke before Luke can even consider training another <laughs> generation. Mm-hmm. That's why this, you know, spark that will light the fire has to be, you know, doused uh, from his perspective. And the fact that he is saying that he still sees this in Ray that kind of, yeah. in a way, it's like, he is saying he has this clarity that a lot of other characters don't of like, ah, I see your true spirit. You have the spirit of a true Jedi and you will not stop fighting. (laughs) You have a place in this story. It's dangerous to me and you got to die because of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love it. Yeah. So it's uh, great in terms of meaning and great in terms of, uh, uh, just the, the flair, uh, final one for me, I could go on and on, but, uh, I'm going to end with, uh, one of my favorite lines in all last Jedi is roar from a porg. (laughs) It is said in the porgs language. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, a couple different versions. It's one way in the trailer. It's one way in the film. So we got a lot of porg variety, but I mean that that's the, the, porg like if snoke was still alive and seeing that porg he'd say still that fiery spit of hope from a porg <laughs> we must wipe out the porg uh, <laughs> love it man and it, it to me it's it's uh it's such a great uh it, it it takes all kinds it takes a village to take down evil and even the porgs are in on the fight love it yeah exactly so th- that's my list of honorable mentions uh some couple a uh, couple final ones for me you met snoke stuff you're so right snoke snoke has some really good lines andy circus without a doubt you know you, you no doubt he would uh, deliver the lines so well uh, I love uh, in, in in the opening stuff when he's kind of yelling at uh, at Kylo and it ties to what you're just saying. If just Skywalker lives, the seed of the Jedi Order lives, as long as it does, hope lives in the galaxy. And this is post Rogue One where there was a lot of like, gee, they say hope a lot. And you know what? They do say hope a lot. 
<laughs> but it's Star Wars. It needs to have hope in it. And I just love, there it is, kind of this big, important uh, topic sentence from the bad guy. We can't have that thing going around. Hope, got to destroy it in all forms, in all shapes, in all sizes. Got to go. Yep. Yep, yep. It's uh, it's Snoke having great clarity about why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, he's very focused, very focused. <laughs> um, uh, I do love uh, Leia and Holdo um, have uh, the exchange right before uh, the Holdo maneuver that's going to happen. Um, uh, their connection of, of uh, when Leia realizes what Holdo's planning to do. And and doesn't necessarily mean that Leia's aware that she's going to jump the ship into light speed, but she's going to sacrifice herself in some way, in some form. Uh, too many losses. I can't take anymore, says Leia. And, and Holder just says, sure you can. You taught me how. Uh, Leia's this character we know, steadfast. We use those kind of uh, words to describe her. Uh, stalwart, steadfast, the heart of the rebellion. But she suffered so much from Alderaan, the loss of her adopted parents, um, now her husband, so many fighters along the way, her father, that uh, all the complications there. Uh, Admiral Akbar. Admiral Akbar. <laughs> yeah, remember that? Um, people have opinions on that. She's lost so much time and time again. But the, the character of Leia is is about perseverance and, and, and still standing tall, still finding hope in that um, sadness and in those moments of uh of, of fear, being uh, afraid of more losses. And, and, you know, you and I love that shot. It's a second and a half long of, of Leia on crate, the eyes of Leia staring mm-hmm. out. Um, and to me, all that, it all kind of leads to that of, of her staring out on, on decades of loss, but still being there to fight. And, and that's what she taught Holdo. And, and I just love that exchange. It, it means a lot to me. Yeah, it works great in the film that we know that Leia is the steadfast character who never gave up on the rebellion when she saw the First Order coming, said, no, I don't want to do this, but we have to. Uh, We have to resist. And and so you can see all of that in the world of the film. And this is another one that has this great um, moment of sort of bleeding out into the real world, right? Of you can feel how much Laura Dern is saying that to Carrie Fisher, you know? Yeah. And that, that to me, it, it works perfectly fine if that was not, um, a, a real world implication, but to me, it does give it more weight when I'm watching it. Of like, yeah. you know, Carrie Fisher has uh, shown had shown the world such such great strength, mm-hmm. and it, you know, in the role of in in many ways, but also in the role of Leia. And this is like, uh, you know, this is like the validation of the myth of you know Leia Organa. Yeah, yeah, hard hard to uh, you you can't, and I don't think you should separate the the, the fact from uh, fiction there in that uh, in that sequence. Um, that scene uh, and reality from uh, the movies. Uh, final one for me. I'm going to edit on the fly. Swear, swear this is it. Um, <laughs> it's another double one. And I've met, and I, I think I felt I have to talk about it because going even back to 2017, I, I've talked about how much I loved uh, this exchange, but it is uh, Finn saying you're wrong to DJ and Benicio del Toro's response of maybe I've always loved the maybe I've talked about the maybe it's a heavy, maybe it's someone who's like, yeah, I don't care. We'll find out. I guess if I'm wrong, I don't care. It's uh, I got me what I need and I'm heading on down the road. And for years I focused on that. And I thought it was a, a pretty powerful read from Benicio del Toro from character. That's all about don't join. But o- over the last few years, I've really focused on the Finn part of it, mm-hmm. which completes it, which is you're wrong. That's his choice. There is his journey coming to that point. You're wrong. He's seen, um, he's seen everything. He's seen the cost. The cost uh, is, is now really out in front of him. And so that's a real strong determined uh, 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 just uh, confirmed you're wrong. And that maybe then even becomes almost more powerful. It's more empty in that way, powerful in that and and, and how shallow it is and how um, dangerous. And there's the dark side manifesting in that way. Ah, maybe, I don't know. We'll see. See how many people die. doesn't matter to me. And it just drives uh, Finn's choice uh, home even more for me. 
Yeah, absolutely. This is such a great thing to highlight because that is that moment of of uh, Finn being maybe kind of taken in by like, yeah, no, I mean, it is both sides fighting and it is just this kind of endless cycle of uh, of violence. So maybe DJ is on to something and then just having that kind of crystal clear of like, I've been spending time with uh, Rose Tico who, who you know, her, her world was, you know, attacked by the First Order. She is clearly such a, a good a person and she is going to fall to the hands of the first order. And the first order is blowing up these transports of these good people who are, you know, trying to run away and like, no, (laughs) what world is this where they're the same? You know, what world is this where it's just a Tuesday and then, you know, we turn around and, you know, cause that's basically what he's saying, right. Paraphrasing DJ of like, yeah, well, they blow up you, you you up today, you blow them up tomorrow. Um, So what Finn is saying is really powerful. And yeah, the maybe from DJ, it's it's delivered so well to really be that like um, that perspective of like yeah no I think I pat myself on the back for being really smart and never choosing a side. <laughs> yeah, 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 and that casual, uh, cruel indifference is literally costing lives as he's saying it. Yep, as he's saying it. So yeah, final one for me. That was it. That was it. I swear. There's more we can talk about. There's just a lot of quotable <laughs> quotes in this Star Wars movie. But from there, we're going to get to our number one choice for our favorite lines of dialogue in The Last Jedi. I'll go first so Joseph can close the show. And my number one, we are going to stay with General Leia. Uh, it is, uh, you highlighted the, the great line a little bit earlier about um, uh, the peace of purpose with Luke. And in that exchange, about a beat after that, it is uh, a do believe uh, for the main part of the movie, we're going to get to uh, uh, the, the little uh, um, fade out there at the end there. Um, but uh, Leia saying to Ray, who's right now he feels Luke's peace and purpose is inspired, but is holding a broken saber uh, 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 with the survivors of the resistance uh, fitting nicely into the Falcon. <laughs> a lot of room to move around. That's not a good sign. That's not a good feeling. How do we go on from here? How do we rebuild from this? And just Leia saying, we have everything we need. I absolutely love that line. There's great comfort in that. Um, again, knowing Carrie Fisher no longer with us at, at the time of this movie, it was some some parting advice, some warm, comforting advice from Leia herself, just about life. Um, uh, the Tatooine Rhapsody episode of Visions is one of my favorites that I've talked about a lot. And one, one of the things I love about that is, is the character saying, what can we do? We're just a band. And that is what you need. That is all you need. You just need yourself. You just need there and your self-discovery, hero's journey, a lot of things on that. But at the end of the day, we have everything we need and you have everything you need. I always say Star Wars does uh, have this thing where it's like, uh, you know, the, the hope of tomorrow is present today and you are already on your journey. You just don't know it sometimes. You're already on your journey, which means you have what you need. And so it all comes down to this line. And with this movie that is about uh, reexamining and maybe, you know, do we tear this down? No, we build it up. And this confirms. And there's a lot of philosophical stuff going on in this movie. And it all comes down to this for me. We have everything we need, almost as if the movie is saying those things you learned, no matter when you came uh, came onto the Star Wars uh, party train, uh, no matter when you joined, no matter what your first Star Wars was, the lessons are are present. The lessons are forever, and and this is it. And you have everything you need. So ah, thanks, Leia. I love that line. Yeah, it is. It's so good because this is a a, a film where Leia does have her moment of doubt. Right, that the mm. the, the spark is out. That the the galaxy has lost all its hope. Right setting up Luke's great entrance and 
you know, the hope that is uh, represented by by Luke uh, saving them, giving them time to save themselves, to escape, uh, becoming a, a myth or, or a legend in the galaxy. But then also Leia looking around and seeing that this next generation is stepping up, right? That yeah. that Finn has found his his true belief uh, that Poe has learned this lesson of leadership, uh, that Ray is right at the cusp of embracing her power and her importance and her place in the story. And that most importantly, this goal that Holdo laid out that the spark survived. Right. Yeah. And that is so, it's so great. It feels uh, it's, it's mythic and it is also real world, right? Like, Mm. You know, it, for me, I can feel it like, you know, uh, from my own life experience when you're like um, trying to put on a show, right? Yeah. <laughs> like a theater show and uh, the script is only half there. You know, the actors haven't quite found it yet. Uh, you know, there's all these obstacles, but you know, like things are kind of a mess now, but we have all the things we need. We have all the ingredients. Uh, we just need to build it up. And, you know, we have everything we need. It's such a, a reaffirming uh idea in real life yeah hey i've even said it to people uh reaching out to ask for podcast advice do, do i need this do i need that no 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 you have everything you need you have yourself <laughs> you have yourself your perspective you have a microphone internet access yeah. Yeah, everything you need <laughs> maybe you're, you're the crystal in your uh, wi-fi is broken but it can be repaired you have everything you need uh, there we go. So that is my number one favorite line in The Last Jedi, a movie with so many great lines. And we got one more left. Joseph, what do you have for your number one choice? Yeah, my number one choice is really hard. I, in fact, changed it right before yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we recorded because there's so many big ideas in Last Jedi. Some, I think, get very specific to Last Jedi, but a lot of it just uh, reassessing uh, big Star Wars ideas. But this is one I gravitate toward a lot. It is a combination of of Two lines that I think are a summation of two different ideas and validating two different ideas about mm -hmm. the Jedi. Um, there is this question throughout the film of, are the Jedi needed? Is it time for the Jedi to end? Do they just end up uh, failing and contributing to a cycle of violence? Or do they have real value? And if so, what is their real value? Is it physical power? Because Luke, in his advanced uh, understanding of uh, the Jedi and of the Force, like he's trying to teach Rey that like the light and the dark is natural; it's always there. The Jedi just tap into it and mm. throw stuff around. And like, look, I, I can I can use the Force, and I can have my laser sword, and I can knock over some uh, you know uh, uh, giant walkers, mm. uh, but that's not going to win the fight. The the, the spark that's going to inspire other people that's going to win the fight, uh, and he he expresses doubt in both sides of that right he expresses mm -hmm. doubt in the power of jedi's literal ability to physically do things that others cannot he kind of mocks that right of, yeah. it's not a power you have but then he's also saying like but when people hold the jedi up as these myths they uh miss the times that they actually made mistakes and they put too much faith in them and, and, you know, maybe Jedi guide people to the wrong choices because they believe in this myth instead of seeing uh, these uh, true flawed individuals. So he really questions both. And these two lines that I picked are the validation of both of those things. Uh, we get Ray's great line uh, shortly after my first line <laughs> about an, I will not be the last Jedi or actually right before it. Mm. Uh, 
where Ray approaches uh, on crate where she knows her friends are because that beacon and uh, they're trying desperately to escape. They need to escape and they are trapped behind a pile of rocks. Uh, her and Luke had uh, kind of had a back and forth about Luke saying it's not about lifting rocks because <laughs> uh, Ray had called the force, you know, you can make things float. And she has that kind of lifting rocks. And it can just feel like a fun kind of ironic mm. line for, you know, an action right. movie. But to me, it is such a validation of like, oh, yeah, stripping back all the discussions of the the mythic. Uh, the Jedi have physical power yeah. <laughs> to affect the actual world in ways that others can't. It's a gift. It's a burden. It's a responsibility. Mm. And you can see how if you're looking at the force like Luke is in this grand cosmic way, like, yeah, lifting rocks is a little exercise or great. I threw a rock on this one stormtrooper. That's not what we like. But this moment is like Ray has a power that not everybody has in its life or death. And everything that has been at stake in this movie of this small band of people surviving because they are the spark happens because she has that power in it does matter the actual physical power mm. of lifting those rocks so i love that moment of validation mm. and then uh my second line is is a validation of the the mythic side the uh looking up to jedi as is heroes as inspirations as a uh, uh, uh just figures of hope is that great coda where the story is being told, right? Mm -hmm. Star Wars has this history of being a storybook of a, of a fantasy of a, something that happened a long time ago. And now we're telling the story. And then we get the validation of that with this uh, great uh, storyteller, Oniha Zaya, having made his custom action figures at home. <laughs> yeah. And this one just sticks in my head, just the rhythm of it. He's, he's speaking in the alien language. We don't know exactly what he's saying, but we can get it from the walkers and from the little, uh, action figures made, but I just love it when he says, Luke Skywalker, Jedi Master. Mm. It is a validation of what um, everybody's been pushing back on Luke about, of like, the galaxy does need hope. Your actual power matter matters, mm. but also your symbol matters. That's why Snoke wants you to die. <laughs> yeah. uh, because you're going to pass on that power, you're going to pass on that hope, but that that symbolism of, of who you are, that that it matters that that light in Ray's eyes in the force awakens when she says Luke Skywalker I thought he was a myth that matters and it's a validation of that conversation in Star Wars that the idea of the Jedi masters uh, the Jedi's matter um but this is also so real world right I mean mm -hmm. so many of us have been that kid playing with a Luke Skywalker action figure and dreaming of having that power to help people, to make a difference. The way Onihozaya says, Luke Skywalker, Jedi Master, sounds like a action figure commercial from 1983, right? Yes, yes. And it's this just great validation inside the galaxy, but also this ultimate validation of, if you've ever looked to Star Wars, to Luke Skywalker, Jedi Master, is an inspiration that you can overcome your flaws, you can unlock your uh, you know utmost power and you can use it to help people you were not wrong you have never been wrong to buy an mm -hmm. action figure you have never been wrong to have hope yeah you've never been never been wrong to love star wars <laughs> yeah exactly uh, uh, it's a, the uh, fact that both of these val the, both of those perspectives are validated toward the end of the film is just 
really powerful to me as somebody who is a, a big fan of the Jedi. And I want to check myself before I wreck myself and going, what, what am I such a fan of and why, you know? Yeah. And it is about this, this great fantasy of characters who literally have powers that other people don't have that make a difference. And it is just about the conceptual idea that you can apply to yourself in day-to-day life. I love it. I love what you're saying in the big way. Uh, that that coda at the end uh, is absolutely a, a, a wonderful ending. I, I still just love everything about it, and and I, I, I don't. I've always just taken it for what it is, which is almost outside of the story. It's part of the story. It's characters we've met, um, but it's it's it is a, it's a little poem to back to all of our childhoods, you know, or the heart of our, or the children inside of us, I guess. It's just, I love, I love that ending and I love what you're saying. Uh, um, and in this movie that goes uh, on, on this wild journey to, to examine all these things, to just come down to that kids playing with toys um, and where we, we've all been there <laughs> most, for the most part, um, uh, been there. I love that. And I gotta say, I love the lifting rocks thing. I love the lifting rocks things. I, I don't think a lot of people focus on, what that moment means and pressing that X button on your controller for that moment is, is done with great purpose is done with great reason. It has a lot to do with your place in the story and Ray being challenged, especially in this movie. If, like you said, no place in the story, no place in the story. No, she absolutely has every place in the story and this power that's developing inside her is needed, is needed to complete uh, that journey to keep that spark alive. Oh man, that's just so great. It's just so great. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, all the ups and downs with uh, Last Jedi uh, over the years with, you know, obviously it was a lightning rod. There can be uh, so many uh, very strong opinions. And as always, if you just don't enjoy the film, uh, everybody has a right to their opinion. And if you don't enjoy it, there's your answer. You don't enjoy it. But for me, the all of the the uh, big discussions about it, sometimes like when I sit down to watch it, I can be like, oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're I'm going to relive all of the arguments. Uh but then by the time you get to these lines, it is just for me, it is it is a love letter to Star Wars. And that really uh, warms my heart. It does. It does. And a great list. I love what you brought to the table, as always. But uh, for such a big movie uh, with so much discourse around it still, even just 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 walk into a bar, just say, who here has seen The Last Jedi? And see what happens. <laughs> what happens. Uh, but I, I contend you will find more love than you will uh, hate. Uh, and uh, we love celebrating here. So thank you, sir. Uh, hey, all of you listening, thanks for uh, going along this uh, journey. Up next is Solo, a Star Wars story. We'll get to that here in Star Wars Ranked uh, as we look towards that and then rise after that. Uh, we are the Force Center Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. And uh, we are on Facebook still. Yes, that's right. Facebook, the metaverse, whatever it's called now. We're there at Force Center Podcast. <laughs> uh, we have uh, merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. You can get an audiobook on us by going to audibletrial.com slash Force Center. Podcast available in a lot of different spots. And stay tuned for that uh, as we make some uh, exciting changes, uh, great changes we think you all enjoy of uh, where you can listen to us. Uh, so that's coming very soon, very soon. More information on the way. Uh, you can support us directly at patreon.com slash force center. Uh, you can find me at Ken Go to my website, kennapsock.com. And Joseph, uh, where can they find you during this holiday season? Yeah, you can find me on the old social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And if you're interested in any of my other comedy adventures, my other podcast, Obsessed, uh, comedy albums, a comedy book I wrote a while back, all that stuff is on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. 
Check it out, check it out. All right, my friends, that is it for this time. Star Wars has been wrecked. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.